Ladies and gentlemen, today is the first mission. Episode one. Last week was a pilot episode. Shout out to Fanboy Tay Black. Today is the first episode of the mission, and I'm proud, honored to have in the building with me uh, studio engineer, producer, owner of a studio, two-time West Coast Artist of the Year, uh, and a true West Coast artist in every sense, the quintessential West Coast artist, Mr. Calizona. Yo, Westwood in the building today, huh? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's going on? Yeah, hey, I got to correct going. you, though. I'm a five-time West Coast hip-hop. Hold on. Well, let the applause one. breathe in. Five times. Five times. The article I said read twice. I'm, I apologize. That might have been an old article. It must have been. I'm still catching up. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. All, all, all right. Good. Well, I would say five times. Let me correct myself. I'm quick like Joe Rogan to correct myself. <laughs> five times West Coast Artist of the Year. Yes, sir. Well, I, I think I read uh, 2000. 16, 17, 15, 16. I don't know. What years were 15, you there? 16, 17, 18, and... God damn. Maybe it's four times. It's four times. I have like seven trophies. Though. That's pretty cool, yo. Yeah. You just... You just... Uh, you just... <laughs> are the other artists getting discouraged? I don't <laughs> know why. They, they should be... Uh, uh, it's it's, amping up. Like stepping up, saying? right? Yeah. That's what it's about. It's time to step up to the yeah. plate. Yeah. Um, let me get a little music in the background. Well, it's so great to have you, and I appreciate you coming in for our official first episode. Uh, it's a big thing to me, uh, and we spoke when I first met you at the mm-hmm. um, the E-40 show. Is that yes, correct? Sir. Yes, sir. The E-40 show. Salute to Iconic AZ, Chris, and uh, The Block, and everybody that put mm-hmm. that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, my homie Pig. It was a great night. There was some Pig. ups there was some ups and downs. It ended up being a great night and uh, sold out the show. There were some things that happened. That's another story for another day. But that's where I met you, and I told you right off the bat that when I uh, started investigating Arizona hip-hop before mm-hmm. I moved out here, mm-hmm. you were one of the predominant names that came up. Right, um, right. And no disrespect to anybody else. Right. It might be my Google, my search, my Bing, or whatever, but you you were what came up, and uh, right. and and I remembered you, uh, I remembered your name. It was very distinctive, and um, it, from all your press information, from all your pictures and music, you seem to me to be a very West Coast MC. 100%. And, and I don't, I, that's a simple way to say it, but 100%. I don't know a better way to say it. I mean, you, your music breathes uh, that West Coast feel that I, I, I feel is missing from hip-hop. I miss it right. a lot. I'm happy I moved here because I get more of it, you know. Right, um, right, right. As we all know, the West Coast had a very hot time mm-hmm. as, the, as the leader in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Ice yes, Cube, yes. Uh, Mac-10, Too yes. Short, uh, and led the way, you know, like Too Short in the Bay, led the way with what, you know, it took other people 30 years to right. catch up with his independent right, movement. Right, right. Uh, Wu-Tang did it in the early 90s and brought right. that to New York. Right. Uh, and uh, it's another thing I noticed listening to your music is that uh, I don't know when you started. We'll get into that. When did you, when did you start uh, I guess who played you hip hop the first time, if you oh, could wow. remember? Um, it would have been my older brothers. I'm the youngest of a lot of kids, and uh, I got my older brother Troy used to have a record label called uh, TNT Productions. Okay. And, uh, so back in the days, I was always kind of in the studio, <clears throat> you know, messing around with his artist. And my brother mm-hmm. actually was one of the first ones to produce uh, Adina Howard. Oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. So, cool. We all know her. Yeah. Freak like so, me and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Adina Howard, man, for yeah. paving the way for a lot of us. But um, hip-hop just, it, it rap music just was in my home. Um, my, my parents 
I can't say it was in my home because my mama, we were a Christian family. They wouldn't let you. Yeah, like like my Richard Pryor records, right, I have to go in the room and listen right, to them very right. quietly when no one's that. around. You had right, to sneak okay. That. So, okay, understood. So the two life crews. And I was the two a Christian family as well. I was Southern Baptist. Yeah, so, dig uh, that. Dig yeah, pretty that. heavy. Uh huh. So you know, the two life crews and the and the and the Easy E's wasn't allowed in there. Exactly. But, but like I said, I'm the youngest of a lot of kids, and so uh, they played it, and and that's where it, it and it trickled yeah. down. A lot of artists I talk to, it's older brother, it's a cool uncle. Uncle, a lot of times. Yeah. Or maybe even a young father. Sometimes yeah, these yeah, days, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, it's always that early influence of hip hop. Who was on? Who was on? Uh, I'm not going to date you, but I guess it might a little bit. Who was when you started really paying attention to hip hop? Um, who was on top of the West Coast? Who was your? Who was the leader out uh, here? The leader would have been. There've been different leaders at different times. Who was the leader? As about? I started to to make music, I guess that's a better question. Um, I would say it was it was it was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Yeah. Tupac. They would have been okay. I don't know if it was when I made music, though. Uh, when I made music, the West Coast was more... I mean, Snoop Dogg was still there. Um, you still had the E-40s. You still had the, the uh, you know, the two shorts and the Bay Areas and Los Angeles. Um, Dog Pound, you know, I, I was raised up through the 90s. And mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. that's what I can relate my, my history to when mm-hmm. it comes to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. One thing I forgot to do before we started the interview is a weekly thing. Behind me, there's a cooler. I mm-hmm. told you about this earlier. Behind me, there's a cooler. Mm-hmm. There's cold beverages in there. Okay. There, yeah. there is uh, water. Okay. There's a soda. Uh-huh. There's a cold beer. Okay. They're all cold. They're all okay. sealed and new, just for the record. Yes, sir. Uh, but, it, you know, for some reason, <laughs> when you say beer, it just sounds right to say cold beer. Cold beer. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Be. Okay, cold beer. But and I know some folks that are drinking hot-ass beer, man. That's an alcoholic for your ass right is. there. It so. is. If you're drinking vodka straight or warm beer. Oh, can I you, cuss on you? Here? Yes, yes. Okay, because I We're got strictly a internet. Mouth. We're not on Facebook mouth. anymore, so we can play whatever music. We can say whatever we want. You can have, you know, your mom's not here. This is not a Christian right, house. Right, You're right, good. right, right. I understand right, that right. catch, that fear between radio and the Christian upbringing. There's a lot of <laughs> shit going on about cussing. I would like to remind everybody that's a Bible thumper, cursing someone is not the same as cussing. Okay. Has anybody ever broke that down no, to you? I, it makes sense. You don't even have to break it down in to the, me. It right, okay, right. 100. In the yeah. Bible, they were speaking about cursing, cursing someone. Right, right. I hope you die. I right. hope your children are right. short or right. whatever it may be, right? <laughs> You're a tall man. I can joke like that. But, uh, you know, cussing, saying words that are unapproved by polite society mm-hmm. is nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. In fact, most of what Jesus spoke of, I don't know, this is not church. I don't know why I jumped off but on I'm, that. But I'm with you. I'm but, with you know, you. I'm cursing I'm people. Listening. But Christian people will teach you that saying cuss words is, is the is cursing yeah. that they speak uh, of in, uh, the, in Bible. the Bible. Right. But actually, just cursing people and again, using even worse, using the God's name to curse people, right. it would be really bad. Right. But just saying fuck, bitch, cunt, whatever, right. that's not that's not a, a hell of a sin. That's not a hell offense. That's not a hell offense. Right. Anyway, Jesus was a carpenter. He slammed his finger and he said fuck. He, I don't, once, once because I worked in construction and that's what you do. There's no other twice. alternative. You can't. <laughs> and we're all working on that goal. Anyway, there's a, uh, I forgot to tell you, there's a water, cold okay. beer, a soda, and a, a soda. white claw. And a white claw. Yeah, that's the face. It's funny. Which I, 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 I almost didn't buy the White Claw this week because you being who you are and a man of a certain age, I was pretty confident you weren't going to accept the White Claw. What but is it's a your white choice. Claw? You don't even know? No. You don't have any white people in your life, yo? Well, my mama white. She white as, she white as that paper <laughs> yeah, you're leaning what, on. Did she drink Zima back in the 90s? My mama didn't, but we did. 
Right. We did. Right, right. right. Okay, y'all drank My mom drank liquor. Oh, she she's yeah, real. She, she she's the liquor. G in your family. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She praises Jesus with the with the something on ice. With okay. The, with the water. I got with the water. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. A, a white claw is the new version of Zima. White girls love it, and some okay. some younger guys like it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a pastor. But one to the up. predominantly white woman thing to drink. Let gotcha. me I'm gonna guess you want the cold beer or the water. I'll take me, that cold beer. What kind of beer is it? Well you know what I got you. you I knew enough Bud to get light. Yeah, yeah. blueberries. Yeah. yeah. Go on ahead and bless a brother with that, babe. I mean, <laughs> just hey, just to be sure I bought I bought Pepsi because it's blue. Oh, because it's blue. And you know, know I'm right. I'm gonna let you know right off bat, I'm a civilian. I'm not involved in any um Never have been involved Thank in you. any type of gang life. And, and since I'm out here in the West Coast, I don't even do crime anymore to smoke weed. It's all legal. <laughs> and I'm celebrating that. But just to let you know, I'm a civilian. So if I speak about the gang life, it's from an outside perspective. I'm it's curious. It's something you read, huh? Yeah, all I know, all I know is the movies and TV. I didn't even read that much. I'm stupid. I didn't even read that much. I just watched Boys in the Hood and uh, and several other movies. That's funny that well, you for, say that. For the record, yeah, go ahead. When I, when I was coming up, they always had somebody in a suit and tie come to the school and try to tell you about gangbanging. Really? Like you the know. D.A.R.E. program? Exactly. Like when the cops tell ain't you about drugs? Ain't never been out there, ain't ever touched a pistol, ain't been on the block, none of that. Well, I never took that job, and I don't like to speak about things I don't know about. I'd much rather ask a question and play dumb, so mm-hmm. that's where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm glad you, and there's there's more of those in there if you end up wanting another one, that's fine. Feel free and relax. Depending on how long you keep me here, I want to have drink a, them up. Well, good, good. I want to have a good extended talk to you. I yes, know a lot sir. of people do shorter interviews, and I, I come from a place where I want to talk about the whole package. The whole package. So mid nineties, your family got you aware of hip hop, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I read that you started out as a producer and then an engineer. What what made you want to create beats? What who whatever it is? What was your what was that time set like? What what inspired you to make beats? And what was your what did you first make beats on? Which is kind of places you, but we are we're knee deep in it at this I'm, point. I'm, I, I'm I am not uh, ashamed of my age. Okay, uh, good. I wasn't even supposed to make it this far, or, or be as blessed as I am. The so. youngsters don't feel that as much as we I did. I don't give think. a damn about a youngster. I'm <laughs> telling you right now how I feel because God was good to me, and He still is. So at the end of the day, man, um, I'm 44 Amen. years old. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I got you by a few, but not much. Yeah, but, I'm you know. 44 years old. I'm an old man in this business, and uh, which later on we will talk about. The transition of yeah. being forty-four. Yeah, we'll, from get, an we'll get there. To, you we got know. plenty of time. We got plenty of beers. Exactly. We'll get so, um, music has just always been in me. I grew up in a household where my parents had card and domino parties every weekend, mm-hmm. and so they had certain friends with children that would come over every weekend, whether we was at their house or at our house. But it was always a party, and it was always some some Teddy. Uh, uh, Pendergast in the background. Okay. So it was music. always some yeah. Luther Vandross. Sure. It was always something, mm-hmm. and so music. It's part of my upbringing, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always known music. I've always had an ear for music. So when it came to when I started and, and whatever, uh, it was it was probably around uh, 2006, 2007 okay. that um, I had a partner of mine that came to me and said he had a studio. And uh, I'm thinking studios, reel-to-reels, you know, dat machines, you mm-hmm. know, real old mm-hmm. school studios. That's mm-hmm. all I ever seen on TV. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. he takes me to this little office space and he's got a little Akai uh, uh, or Iowa stereo, mm-hmm. the old school house Iowa stereos. The separate um, separate components or one all in all one? one yeah, component, all in one, just one little dog. The only uh-huh. thing that was that was separate was the speakers. Right. I feel you. I had and that. So, uh, I had yeah, that. we all had that. Yeah, so we he all had, had that. that. He yeah. had this little raggedy mic and he had a computer. 
Mm-hmm. And then he had one of those Chinese partition things, that, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. the booth. Yeah, okay. And so... Very creative. Mom probably had that laying around. But when, says, I, when I got up there, I was like, nigga, you ain't got no damn studio. Like, you got an office space. <laughs> you you know were a little disappointed, right? I was right. very disappointed. You're very disappointed, okay. And then right. he hit play. Ah. And it, and I, I was I was amazed. I could not believe... And what he could do with a computer, basically. It's yeah. computer. Right, right. And I, I, I got kicked out of every school I ever went to, so computers were not my thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up... Uh, knowing how to navigate through a computer. I mm-hmm. still don't. I know Pro Tools like a motherfucker, but if my computer died today, we stuck because somebody, right. Geek Call Squad, somebody. gotta come on out right. and, and, and fuck with it. So uh, when I heard what he was doing with that, it, it just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment right there, I knew that, shit, I could go buy a $300 computer from Walmart, which was an E-Machines. Mm-hmm. I bought an E-Machines. He cracked the Fruity Loop uh, program that he was back working then you on. Could get, I don't know if you still can. I'm not involved like that. But back then, you could get <laughs> you could get programs. Programs Quickly. were floating around. Quickly. Yeah. So he cracked it for me, came in and, and set it up on my computer. And then, shout out to my nigga, Nighty. Uh, Nighty came over and showed me how to set up a, a session when it came to making the Fruity Loops uh, work. And I, I used to sit at my mom's. I was having a house built, so I was living with my mom at the time while my house was being built. Incredible. And uh, I uh, basically turned her dining room table into a little production center right there. And I had these little computer screen, computer speakers with the little eight inch woofer on the bottom. And it was it was it was totally embarrassing. But I actually was loving what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And and I couldn't believe that it was this this fucking computer. Right. 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 So. Yeah, that's 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 how I started. That was the first thing I ever made a beat off of, and I was making beats. I produced my whole first two albums, uh, 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 Westbound I Ten and My Shit Don't Stink. Okay, I I I produced those. Those are my beats, and so um. So you were fully, you know, you you produced your own music. You created your own music. It was me. What I were yeah? It. What were I mean? Did you have features? I didn't get a chance to listen to my everything. I, I went back and listened to a lot of your music. Like I said, I've been on iTunes and SoundCloud and different places all week. Places you didn't even know you had music. I went and dug up music, and uh, I mean, you. I, I gotta say, regardless, I listened to a lot of your collaborations with other artists, and for one, um, you are you. On every track. Now, I will say, uh, salute to everybody you collab with. You're generous. You collaborated with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of different skill levels, if I may be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, and, and, and you know, it's not all West Coast music. It's not right. all West Coast sounding music. Right. But you remain you right. on every single track I right. heard. Right. And you, you shined... Uh, you know, if not the most, right on par with everybody else. Or it was a huge effort together. Or either you kind of sh- uh, sh- outshine people on the tracks. So that says a lot as your as as your uh, to your artistry. Right. Um, you uh, produced your first two albums. Was this like totally just you in a room? Did you have features or collaborations features. on those two? It's, it's crazy because my first album, I have Kimani Marley on my first album. That's crazy. Ain't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, How so, did that happen? Let's so talk about my that. My old boy. Um, <clears throat> So oh, Marley, later, that's one of the Marley Marley. Kimani Marley, okay, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Shatas. Okay, right. So right. Um, uh, back in the days um, when I started to actually start rapping, because I stumbled upon rapping. I was Like I said, I was producing for other people, and I was trying to back then uh, push other artists. Mm-hmm. And I realized that these niggas don't see what I see. They don't, they don't, they're not punctual. They're not um, on time. They're not 
ready to go when it's time to go. And I'm that guy. I'm, was this I'm before go. your before your solo records? This is before my solo. This you is, were working with other artists. I was working with other artists, producing yeah. them, producing and recording. And I, okay. and, and I look back. So you on had, it. so as you became a producer, you became an engineer pretty fast. Exactly. Behind that, exactly. I bought all the shit. Went and bought right. all the uh, the the double O three board, double O two. I think it was back then. Right. Right. All the Pro Tools back then, whatever it was. Uh, uh, keyboards and didn't know how to work none of this shit. I didn't know how to work none of it, but I, I, I've never been no broke nigga, so I'm always Understood. able to go and do what I want. I caught do. that when you were buying a house in 2006. Oh man, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on my, I'm on my fourth house. I caught that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the end of the day, and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just my business is right. Hey, let me let me do it for you. <laughs> If you're out there buying houses, that's the right thing to do. That's the proper inspiration. Yeah, so yeah, feel free to yeah. toot. All right, if you don't want to toot, I'll toot. But go Dig ahead. That I appreciate it. But yeah, man. I, um, so before before becoming Yog Westwood, um, it was a uh, it was a uh, you know straight up, um, you know me buying all this shit, and I just realized that that folks weren't weren't as as dedicated as I was. So that happens fast. That uh, quickly, happens, yeah, quickly, yeah. quickly. You you got one time to show me that. First of all, as a as a manager or whatever that is that I that, that you want to call me, um, as I'm working with you, um, I'm not gonna run up behind you. I'm not getting ready to be all on your phone. I tell you what time things are, and I tell you where we're supposed to be at, and and, and it's up to you to make it there. Yeah. And you know, too bad, so sad if you don't. And it's, it just right. is what it is. So. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good policy to have because you can't start carrying artists. You're everywhere. not going to drive me because crazy because they'll expect you to do it forever. You're not and they'll drive have me you calling. They'll have you. You know, they'll call you about their kid's birthday present or something. If you start, mm-hmm. if you start that path, you'll end mm-hmm. up in a weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're producing and engineering, working with other artists, getting frustrated with that, and decide to work on your own music. I fucked around and came across this beat that I made, and it was called Big Boss Hog. And this is my, the very to me, this first is a big song. step. So yeah, let's talk about this. this How did you decide? The very to first song that I did as a solo artist <clears throat> was Big Boss Hog, and uh, my homeboy Tricks moved out to California, and he was doing these barbecues out there with the lowriders and shit and whoopie wop. So one year, uh, he had called us, and I, I want to say this was like 2010. So he called us. He was like, "Y'all come out here, man. Come fuck with me." So I put. Oh, let me kind of back up sure. before before I started to do again. Yo, Westwood, me and my homeboy bought all the CD duplication shit. So okay. I was duplicating everybody's CD back in ninety. And that was a, that was a good hustle, man. I was that killing was a good, the game. That whole that whole time game. that was a good hustle. There, you, was uh, a, there was a group out here called called. Uh, did you have Man the printer, printer and everything? I had everything. Yeah. I still got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still got it. Incredible. Um, Man Up Squad. If you was in Man Up Squad, the majority of them cats, man, shout out to Man Up Squad back in the days as they was running shit. Okay. I was running right behind them, pressing up all their CDs. And so, you know, we was doing that. So, fast forward a little bit, <clears throat> and I come across this beat that I made, and it was funky. It was funky as shit. And so, I started rapping on the beat, and I made a whole song called Big Boss Hog. Mm-hmm. And in my head, it was just... It was more. I know it's hard, but don't pay attention to them out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we got yeah, a lot yeah, of different yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah. It's a lot of titties running around the office now. So try to focus. Yeah, I know I'm it's on you. I'm on you. I'm on you. So you know, uh, I had put that together and wrapped up a CD, and it was basically just to show these niggas. This was my business card. This is what I can do. I can make the beat. I can engineer it. I just happened to be the rapper on it, but I wasn't trying to be no rapper. Right, man. I went out to California, and that song took the fuck off. Mm. It, it. I performed it. I wasn't supposed to perform. I wasn't supposed to none of that. Had you, you had never performed to, before? Uh had you had you rapped with like a, a feature with somebody else? Or had no, you, had no, you no, rapped? No, no, you had no. never rapped live? 
No. And your first song, just people attracted to it? You passed it out as like you said, calling card like as your engineer exactly. or producer work. Exactly. Come get at me. Let's and people work. started rocking with it. Rocking. And it's one thing about California love. If you can start, if you can get a tip of that, that's some that's some warm love. You know? and that's I, some good I love. I get it. We was just out there uh, two weeks ago with uh, Compton's Most Wanted, and um, I was at a wedding, and I told my, my Humble wife. Humble brag. Said, did y'all catch that internet? He just dropped that smooth. The young people probably don't know what he said, but I, I did. I'll tell you straight up. I was, at, I was at the Chills wedding. I mean, I was invited to Chills wedding, right. and it'll blow your mind who was there. DJ Battlecat, Yo-Yo. I can imagine. Uh, uh. West Coast Legends. We, it's only right. That, I want to tell you, if you don't understand this, it's only right that you were there. Well, the thing that killed me was, is I told my wife, I said, look, man, um, my nigga who I'm here for, yeah. he probably, he's getting married, so we, it ain't going to be no kicking it with it. Sure, you know what I'm understood. saying? Understood. Don't so expect said, too much. Don't expect too That's much. That's how you got to prep the family when you're going somewhere. Shit, I got nigga, I'll get there and sit in my they seat. They toasting and roasting. Everybody, everybody that I just mentioned is coming up, yo, what's up, yo? And I'm looking at my wife like, wow, this shit is crazy. She was like, babe, you get more respect than you even realize. Understood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is a whole nother state, you know? But uh, yeah. Not only a whole other state, but the the legends, the legends, the legends, the of legends. That state. Yes. I mean, you know, Yo Yo, goodness yeah, gracious, MC Eight. Uh, you know, all of them was out there. Mm-hmm. All of them, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was, a, it was beautiful. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know you've done some big collaborations, but we're just starting. We'll get to all that. We're just starting. So we're, so you you have this song that hits very hard in California. Is that? I mean, to me, that's a sign from God, especially if you're if, a, if, raised yeah, as a yeah, Christian man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, that's the kind of story you hear about in mm-hmm, hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, the person that, you know, no matter what they were doing in their previous life, they don't realize what they've got, right. and it, and it just and it bam, it just all of right. a sudden happens. Now, all the songs. One of the questions I had prepared, I've got some sheets for the internet for the youngsters out there learning how to do this. <laughs> uh, I did a little research before I came in work. here to he talk for a while work. with this man. Um, everything I heard, it sounded like you dropped as a complete artist, meaning. I didn't really hear, like I said, you shined on all the tracks. You came in big on all the tracks. You were definitely you on all the tracks. I don't hear, sometimes with artists you hear uh, evolution. You know, maybe they got better at rapping. Maybe they got more confident in their uh, style or their position in hip-hop. But And maybe it's because of the first record just going so well. It seemed like... Um, you know, it seemed like you just, every th- song I heard, you were there. You were you. You were already you. There mm-hmm. was no question about who you were or, or whether you were going to rap like this or that or mm-hmm. experiment. No, you were you, a very West Coast, you know, just the quintessential to me West Coast artist in every song. And um, I think that's rare. I think most are. And maybe it's because you started off as a producer and engineer mm-hmm. and worked with a lot of other rappers and maybe saw what you didn't want to do. Right and focused right. on what you did, or I don't know. It sounds like you just kind of fell into it. When uh, I when I uh, when I started and that song took off, um, I wanted to do it at that point because I knew that I wouldn't let me down. Yeah. So when I started to do it, I was really I feel that today's music, what I got out right now, is a major graduation from the very first one, which it should be. Yeah. You should always grow in, yes. in your craft. Yes. But I remember being real. Damn, I, my 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 worst critic. I was my own worst critic, and I would I would redo it and ask a million niggas, "Do you like it? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. You know what? What do you think? Did I do this right? Did it?" And then I got to the point where I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. This is me, and this is how I'm doing it. And 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 we yeah. either going you you gonna ride with me or you not. And um, the one thing that I pride myself on is not trying to sound like you. Mm-hmm. Is not trying to 
go backwards and or or step up to whatever plate you're at. I'm in my lane, and it's called the West Coast, and I'm owning that motherfucker. You, you do know, at the end of the day. That's what so. that's what that's what rings true all yeah. your music, like yeah. li- you know, like very loud, uh, loud. It's very loud. You, 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 the West Coast is screaming at you <laughs> while you listen to your music, uh, you know. And uh, I really enjoy it because I'm a true hip hop fan at heart. I've loved pretty much every step of hip hop. Uh, I came in a little late to be on, you know, the parks and Melly Mel and mm-hmm. the tassels and the mm-hmm. leather and the, and the tight clothes. I, I came in at Run DMC, mm-hmm. and uh, because that's what that's what me and the kids were wearing to school: jean suits and and sneakers. So right. we, you know, we adapted to that a lot easier than what Melly Mel and them were wearing with trying to be Rick James and all that. Right, right, right. But uh, I love hip hop, and maybe I feel like nowadays it may be because I'm old fashioned. I like. Uh, New York sounding hip hop that mm-hmm. sounds New York. I mm-hmm. like Atlanta and Bay Area music that sounds like that's where it's from. That's and that's where why I like you. From. I like you because it's a me. You, you know, like I said, you can smell Dr. Dre's chronic when your music goes on. You can hear, you know, you can hear West Coast. You feel West Coast when your music is on. And, right. and, and I don't know how you do that without being authentically that. And I think um, yeah, you can't fake the funk. What I worry about nowadays is that everybody's on the internet and everything happens everywhere at once, and everybody's trying to be everybody else at the same time. You know, is there? You know, Griselda has done good by bringing a true New York sound and staying true to that. Do you think that the West? Um, and I don't want to be deaf, dumb, and blind. You could correct me and say I'm wrong if it's that way now. I don't really think so. Do you think the West could have a day or an artist and maybe not run hip-hop like we did, like you did with Snoop Dogg and those Dr. Dre in those days, but do you think an artist, and I think Nipsey was doing this, God bless his soul, mm-hmm. rest, rest in, in power. Yeah, rest yep. in peace. Yep. I think he was doing this, so I think it can be done. Is there anybody on the horizon that could be authentically West Coast and ma- and make a presence in the nation in the nation. This is this is my true thoughts on that. Please, um, I feel like the internet is fucked up. Who sh- you should be hearing? Um, I'm from Arizona, and we was ten years behind on everything: clothing, understood, movies, uh, you know, whatever. So the internet is so where you don't have to get in your car and travel nowhere no more. Mm-hmm. That's that's the heart of the game, though. Like to get out and 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 shake hands and kiss babies like i don't i i they they always wanted me to if they booked me somewhere it was always hey you're gonna be on southwest Mm -hmm. no how about you just send me that southwest money and i'm gonna hop in my cadillac and i'm gonna i'm gonna fill it full of cds liquor and whatever else i gotta do and we're gonna drive to you Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna stop and meet everybody that's supposed to meet me instead of flying over them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Yeah, yeah and so that's that's um one of the things that we have lost when it comes to the internet, the internet has given people uh, the wrong, some wrong people a platform and some right people to platform. Right. But unfortunately, we got to sift through the wrong. And it's so much wrong out there. It's and so much wrong. Now that, you know, with the internet also, there's, you know, there's no gatekeepers either. Someone can basically do a record and have it out tomorrow. And, and fly it. And but, it flies. But, you know, now that we've experienced that, and I know as an artist, when I was an artist way back in the day, you know, everyone longed for that. And because the gatekeepers were cruel, the gatekeepers uh, were this and that. But now that we don't have any gatekeepers, don't we kind of wish we had a few gatekeepers? I mean, you you, know? you do. And and to go back and answer that question about about it, 
will there be a, a, a real, authentic, genuine West Coast artist that runs the scene again? Or is that something that's kind of gone forever, I if guess? You, that's what I'm worried if about. If you are dealing... I'm an underground artist. I've never hit mainstream, you know, none of that. And, I, and I've made a career you off of You forged a hell of a career. I will say, if, if you don't understand, look at me now. Yeah. You forged a hell of a career, and it's kind of like what you mentioned about just being alive. I mean... Just being alive in hip hop as long as you have is mm-hmm. a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So don't take mm-hmm. anything away from that because Understood. it takes perseverance, diligence. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Understood. You know, and you and you rode through that. But go ahead. I'm if sorry. if you're dealing with the underground, the underground hasn't changed when it comes to uh, when it comes to the gatekeepers and the sound. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The West Coast underground still sounds West Coast. The, the East Coast underground still sounds East Coast. I agree. Now, the difference is, is that, and we're going to get back to the internet, the difference is, is that you had, you couldn't make it unless you was in California. You couldn't make it unless you was in New York. Mm-hmm. You could do all the in-betweens, but let's talk about making it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it because right. there were gatekeepers and there was, you're, you got to be a certain situation for each situation. Mm-hmm. So the internet has fucked that off because... Like I said, it's giving people platforms that don't deserve the platform. It's giving niggas a, 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 a route to take that you could turn the radio on every day and see that it's not about talent. It's about your money. It's about your mm-hmm. your 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 motherfucking uh, hustle. You know what I'm saying? And how quick can you get your shit over there? So at the end of the day, bro, um, when it comes to the West Coast, the the realm that I'm in. Nah, we still we still knocking. We still knocking. We still rocking. It's still shit that goes on. Like when I go out to California, it's crazy because everything is an hour away from each other, if not longer. Yeah. I can be out there from Thursday to Sunday and everybody I fuck with lives in a different city in California. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be at every show in California. So wow. from Thursday to Sunday, I, th- last week, they was driving from San Diego to Corona. That's mm-hmm. a two-hour drive. They done got high, they done got drunk, whatever, and then take that two-hour drive back home. And then guess what? The next night, they were out again. I seen MC8 at the wedding and then had a video shoot the next day with uh, Kato Fornia and, uh, and uh, Mr. CR and uh, went out there, and there was MC8 again. MC8 looking at me like, what are you doing here? I just seen you. Like, yeah, well, that's how it goes. Right. Arizona. We fuck around and won't even go to Tempe for a show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Understood. We won't even drive 30 minutes to Mesa to go to the show. Understood. You know what I'm saying? But these niggas is, and that's the difference between, that's why when I I have to get out of here. I have right. to go to Louisiana. I have to go to North Carolina. I have to go to Washington because it, it keeps my eyes open. Yeah. It, I'm not in a box. And we stay in a box in Arizona. We've always heard, on the East Coast especially, we've always heard the talk about uh, the depth of fanhood in California. Because, you know, California artists could always do fine just selling in California, which no other state You really don't even have do. to live. I tell people all the time, you could take, you could take a 30-day run in California and still not hit everything. Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, it's a huge state. For one, <laughs> it's a huge state, and it's very different. And come back with a bag. Yeah, it's very different and diverse from one end to the other, and uh, I've only spent a, a little bit of time uh, in California. But I just know we've always, from the East Coast, always respected how artists were received, how mm-hmm. they could live and be an artist and make money just selling to their own state. And uh, of course, Too Short started that, and many, many other artists followed up and, and lived that life. And, you know, it's easy. It's we, we the, on the East Coast. We're always a bit jealous of that because on the East Coast, there's a lot of what I've experienced a lot of different places, but there was always a lot of. Um, 
you know, competitive nature a lot of times brings out the worst in people. That's East Coast for you, though. See, the thing about that is that, is, is that East it Coast. It is East Coast. No, I agree. East Coast <laughs> is is lyrical. And they'll cut you with their tongue mm-hmm. because their schools were different. Mm-hmm. They had different schools. They had different um, um, their setup, their schools. What they learned was different than what we learned out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their dialect is much different than a West Coast nigga. We slow. We ride the beat. About the groove, about the vibe. These niggas is about lyrics. That's why their beats are looped. It's a looped beat. Back in the days, I'm speaking in yeah, the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, I understood. It, it was a looped beat, and then they just right. shit it on you and, and, and had you rethinking your whole being. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the, their fucking tongue was sharp as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you appreciate I appreciate hey, that. Hey, man. It's, it's the differences in hip-hop. You know, I think the cold weather has something to do with it, too. I think it's easier to be uh, laid back and in a good mood with the Cali weather. With the sun and, and the, the weed and the, and the, yeah, and yeah, the trees and yeah. the girls. Out there, you got to be moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. warm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's dangerous. <laughs> in both places it's just dangerous. odd how the danger is different it's or how you respond danger. to it exactly. different exactly. the only story i'm gonna give you about california <clears throat> in the uh early 90s i worked with a company and we i did i worked very hard as a laborer on the pebble beach pebble uh, beach the pebble beach golf tournament for the old folks right and uh so the first day we were in town quick story i didn't know where to get weed so i went and got me a deuce deuce of uh um, malt liquor, bull. To be mm. honest, mm. yeah, I used to drink malt, a lot mm. of malt liquor in my twenties. Mm. Is what we drank. Uh, yeah. that was yeah. an East Coast thing too. wasn't the best idea, but it made that shitty weed hit hard. If you understand what I mean. <laughs> um, and so uh, I got my Deuce Deuce, bought it from a six foot tall blonde woman on roller skates working at a convenience store. Damn now, it. right there, I knew something was different. Right, this isn't the East Coast. No, not at all. We don't have blonde women on roller skates <laughs> working the convenience store, the little shitty convenience store, right. not even a, a you know a QT or a, a K or a special. Right. Now and then, and then she was selling uh, Lucy cigarettes, which mm-hmm. I now, I think that was illegal in my state. I had never it's seen. Still there. You, you, you can't. Oh, do it's that. Still, you can't do it in California you either. Can't do it they anywhere. were just doing. It. But you this is not. This is like ninety one. No, they had like a little. They had a little which, basket. They had a little right <laughs> at the counter. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right at the counter. I was like, oh, was the, I'm. This is different. I'm in yeah. a different place. Yeah. So I started drinking my beer and just walking down the street. Nothing better to do. And this is like Carmel. Yeah. This is not Compton. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know yeah. this now. But then I had only seen movies, yo. So I turned <laughs> off the main street. And I said, man, these are great looking houses, you know, with the tile roofs and everything. And I said, these great looking yards. This is a nice looking neighborhood. But then I thought, hold on, Swerve. Those houses and boys in the hood look, looked okay, too. Mm-hmm. Them houses in, in these movies, like California is just different. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just because like, shit don't look bad, that don't mean you're not in a bad in a area. Bad area so, I, right. so I got back to the main street, went on about my business. And I, I you know, and I, like I said, I was in Carmel. It was probably right. no issue at all. Right. But that's with the training of the, of the watching colors right. and boys right. in the hood right. and uh, <laughs> all the great movies. I don't want to leave them out. But right. I had watched all those movies. And, and, you know, that's all I learned about West Coast culture. Right. That and Ice-T records. Right. right you know, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. NWA records. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, and N.W.A. had my white friends and I riding around in the Jeep Cherokee, <laughs> drinking malt liquor, smoking weed and shouting G.A.P. because yeah. we were the Glen Allen posse. Okay. Glen Allen was where okay. I was raised, suburb of Richmond, Virginia. So that's how much we were influenced. And we would beat people up. Not me so much, but the people I was with, we would regularly beat people up right. for little to no reason. Right. Uh, we had a couple younger, we had a couple smaller guys with us. And a lot of times people would fuck with them. And then that would be the green light. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you did enough. We will beat your ass, mm-hmm. but you know. So mm-hmm. that was when we were younger, and everybody right. grows out of that. Right. How is it? 
how is it to get older and maybe be in violent situations? I'd like to talk a little bit because I'm deaf, dumb, and blind about... I know from an outsider that gang life in general has mellowed out from the 80s. Over time, it's not, the, time, same. Yeah, it's not, not the, the same. same. No. Now, because it's been watered down, maybe, because the young people don't adhere to the rules. I'm just guessing as an outside civilian. How was... When and I'm assuming I'm guessing you grew up in Arizona. Mm-hmm. How was when things were as intense as they were in the '90s or whatever in California? What was gang life like in Arizona? Let me tell you, man. It was uh, it was it was niggas that was outside, and then it was niggas that wasn't outside. Because rap was because outside at that time. Rap had already done West Coast and hip and gangster. So it was so a lot. Even on the East Coast, we had kids, not me, that. You know, in 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 Virginia, people followed the trends of hip hop. Sounds mm-hmm. like the way mm-hmm. Arizona did. So we had people that at every, you know, when the native tongue was out, they wanted to be native tongue. When NWA, when oh, yeah, Ice Cube was out, they wanted to be, yeah, everybody, everybody yeah, was we, we went Even through, out here. We went through the stages with hip hop. You got to understand that Arizona has a highway, and it was called MC eighty five, which is now I ten. Okay, I know MC eighty five would take you straight to California. Exactly. Okay. So. And then it also takes you, if you come in east on MC-85, to Buckeye Road, which is my neighborhood. Okay. So uh, anybody that was running from California, anybody that Mm. was, uh, Mm. if you was running, if you was just trying to make a new whatever, Mm. you ended up on Buckeye Road, Mm -hmm. which brought the speakeasies, which brought the pimps, the pushers, the prostitutes, the drugs, and then later on the gangbanging. Mm -hmm. So we had... We had a direct line to the real deal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So right. don't call us California, though. We're not California. We are Arizona. Right. But okay. I pay homage to what pretty much raised me, mm-hmm. which is West Coast hip hop, gangbanging, all of that. I couldn't wait to gangbang. I couldn't wait. I wanted to gangbang my whole life. <laughs> and I know it broke I, your mother's I, heart. Uh, my mama is one of the strongest people you'll ever meet. But and, she was uh, drinking that liquor, so she maybe she can handle it. I don't know. Dude. Let me tell you something, man. By by 16, my mama was just like, just don't bring the police or no babies home. And, and you do what the fuck you, you want to do. And, and, and you I came home. home with both of them. Right. <laughs> I came home with both of them. The police and the babies. Yeah, okay. police and the babies. Right, I get it. So, you know, at the end of the day. Um, well, at least you were authentic. Yeah, yeah, 100, 100, wasn't nothing fake. You want inside. You want one of the inside guys. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the go kick your door down and take your shit and kill you and did it. Nah, but I'm from the hood. Right. And everybody, I I don't, I don't give a shit about who you shot at. Everybody shot at somebody if you was from the 90s. Everybody got shot at. Right. You know what I'm saying? That don't make you hard or not. I I didn't get shot directly at, but I was in the vicinity when shots were fired. Did you, did you, did you come to the block and not get robbed, nigga? Did you come to the block and, and be able to stay there all night and mm. not get ran off that motherfucker? Mm. I ain't ever been ran off the block. I ain't mm. ever been robbed. And that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's a blessing. That's not a brag. Mm-hmm. That's a blessing. Yeah. So that's that's the difference between now and then. Now you can go to the hood and anybody and everybody's over there. I remember it was a time you could not go down Buckeye Road if, if you wasn't from over there. You will. You something's going to happen. You can pretty much go anywhere now because when I came here, I asked. I can go just anywhere to make sure. I want to because I'm a real nigga. No, at, I know you can. First. No, yeah. I, I was more asking for me. I know you can. Uh-huh. But like when I came, first came to Phoenix, you know, I probably asked some dumb questions just because I wasn't from here and... Um, you know, I've always had a strong affiliation with, uh, with hip hop and, and black people. And, uh, you know, I just I, everything when I got here seemed so white. I was just saying, well, you know, it's got to be some black folks around here. And I asked um, 
It's funny. I asked Kid K. Shout out to him. <laughs> it's got to be some black. I said, where where are the, where do the black folks live, Kid K? Or what is considered the bad areas? Mm-hmm. I might want to go there and hang out. I might want to stay away from there. It probably depends on if I'm with my family or not. But I just want to know for the information. I don't want to be the guy that just. I've never wanted to be the guy that just turns the wrong corner, and. Uh, you know, and says the wrong thing or wearing the wrong clothes and get killed. Right. Because that is what we grew up believing could happen out here. And I'm sure it did and could. And it still can. And it still can. It right. still can. And it, anywhere in the country, let's be clear, gang violence or no gang violence. And and, and it's not a race thing because if you go to the wrong street in Appalachia and go up a road you think is a road and it's really somebody's driveway, mm-hmm. then white folks will probably shoot you. <laughs> you know, so it's not. It has, I want everybody to be clear. I sound like a racial guy sometimes, but I'm not really. But we live in a racial situation that has to be dealt with. Yeah, real shit. What I want to do now is, if we wrap that up, I think we did. What I want to do now is play a few of your songs. We'll take a little break. I'm going to play a few collaborations and we'll talk about those. Then after we talk about the collaborations, we'll get more into what's going on right now and talk about what's now and what's the future for, for Yogue Westwood. Let's do it. All right, let's go. This one right here uh, is with a major <laughs> label artist I want to talk about because he kind of disappeared while everybody else is kind of hung around. Maybe he hadn't. You can tell me. This one is I Get Down with the Boogie with uh, the James one J.O. Fountain. James Savage these days. James Savage. Shout That's out why to I'm my missing guy. out on James Savage. I'm going to catch up. Yeah? Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. That's right. Icon Radio, home of quality independent music. Respect the underground worldwide radio. This is the mission. With Swerve 360 sitting in with our special guest on our first episode, the OG West Coast legend in my eyes. Some people don't like to throw that word around. If you can be uh, independent in hip-hop this long and have the collaborations and the experience he does, Fuck, he was at a West Coast Legends wedding. You don't get more. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, who the fuck? If you're not right or you're not blood-related, you're not, you, you know. Tell me another uh, wannabe rapper that was at that wedding. It wasn't one. All right, before we get into that, I want to say this, though. If you know Swerve, and this is, hi, Mom, if you're watching, but if even she knows at this point. I'm an old man. If you know Swerve, you know I have always enjoyed quality cannabis. Now, I spent a lot of years being a criminal because I lived in a state where they didn't have medical marijuana. Luckily now, you and I both live in a state that has medical marijuana. So if you get your MMJ card, you can go to a a bunch of dispensaries. They've got a bunch of names and a bunch of prices and a bunch of stuff to tell you. I'm I'm going to do something solid for you right here. Cut to the chase. Now, this is not for everybody. Some people have compared me to Willie Nelson. Some people have compared me to Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Some people have said that drugs don't work on me. Because I have a bit of a high tolerance, uh, being an artist, being a connoisseur for many years, I'm here to tell you the best marijuana in a Phoenix dispensary is sold at TrueMed. Now, I'm going to be clear. It's pricey. It's the best. I'm going to be clear. They don't run specials on their flower. You know why? Because it's the best. So even if you can't or don't want to splurge, even if you can't handle the best, because it's strong, it's not for everybody, but if you can and you want to treat yourself, head on over to True Med Dispensary. Uh, they're at like 40th Ave, I think. Uh, you can Google them. They're live. They, you can order online. You can skip the line by ordering online. They've got great specials all the time. They sell a bunch of different products, concentrates, edibles, uh, Bake Brothers, and some other people's products. But what I'm telling you is if you go there, Get the True Med weed that was grown by True Med growers and cultivated properly. In my mind, in Phoenix, I've been to a lot of these places. This is the best weed you can buy in a Phoenix dispensary. 
Now, as far as on the street, that's another matter. I can't talk about that. But in a dispensary, this True Med is the best weed. So that's our product review. I'm giving it as high a grade as you can give. Uh, I've smoked some better weed in San Diego. That's in San Diego. You're in Phoenix. We're talking about Phoenix. The best weed in a dispensary in Phoenix, Arizona is True Med. All right, so go check them out as they are and have always been a sponsor of RTU. Uh, aside from being great marijuana, they sponsor hip-hop events. So if you're a hip-hop fan and you're a marijuana fan like me, you want to deal with a company like that. Now, before we get back into the serious talk, uh, Yo, I've got a few questions for you. Uh, we've talked about, since we're talking about weed, and that song we just played was with Charlie Goo called Bag It Up. Uh, seems to be a good friend of yours, the Charlie, the Goo. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's Sativa guy. or Indica? If you, or, or hybrid, or I don't give a fuck. Well, those are the four options. Because uh, a lot of people I talk to, they don't give a fuck. They don't see the difference in the two weeds. I see a big difference, and I, I pick between the two. But sativa, indica, hybrid, or I don't give a fuck. I don't even know the difference between. I mean, I know the feeling, but I don't know what it's called. Like, Sati- I, like sativa helps me around. clean. The, sativa helps me clean the house. Or or do tasks like video editing and stuff. I just don't want to feel like I can't get nothing done. That that's day. how that's what Indica does to yeah, me. Yeah, then I wouldn't. So I wouldn't it's a time of that. day thing. When I'm ready to go to <clears> bed, <throat> or if I'm really partying and don't give a fuck, I'll hit some Indica. But if I need to get shit done, I stick with yeah, the sativa. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't want to be stuck on the couch. So you sativa guy, okay? Beer or liquor? Both. Both. Good. That's my answer. Well, yeah. I was beer. I'm strictly liquor now, but oh, I've yeah. mellowed out in my old age. Okay. Yeah, I just okay. a, a couple brown, a couple brown liquors on uh-huh. on ice. That's uh-huh. all I need. I don't get crazy. I don't wake up crazy anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I found out the mixer was fucking me up as, as much or more than the liquor. So I just cut the mixer out. It's just liquor and ice. I, I drink liquor and chase it with the beer. That's, okay, that's I get that. Down. That's a good time. I don't know. I've got a three year old. I'm raising. I can't quite. Ooh, I don't know I that I can. Know what to do? I have to hey, get man, serious babysitting. If I, I started late, yo. I started right late, yo. If I well, you still can, right you know, now, unless you've tied that tube, you still I can. I bet I don't. <laughs> hey, if I had one right now, I'd be the poster child for for uh uh what would you call that uh. The dad that ain't there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead be dead. Dead, I'll be the. You be super dead, like be this. ghost. <laughs> I'll be like this. I that's not my kid. <laughs> you know you got them strong genes. That is not my kid. I, don't I give bet. A I shit. bet. I bet. Uh, I bet you look just like your mom and dad in one way or another. They say I look just like my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't gonna say it, but I was yeah, guessing. I yeah, bet you look just like one look of them. Like strong genes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my son. Looks and I mean, you exactly got the you like got the me. blue eyes. I didn't want to, you know, call out mm-hmm. mom being white and the blue she eyes and everything. But yeah, em. I figured I figured that's where em. you got the yep. blue eyes she from. She got them. She got them. But you know, I didn't write this down. This is not a question I had prepared. But what is like? What is it like being a light skinned brother with blue eyes? To me, that is must have been a huge deal. Eric Sermon bragged about it. I, I had a friend named Yella. No offense, that's what he liked us calling him. Mm-hmm. He was a good friend, mm-hmm. uh, David Edwards. I've known him my whole life. He's mm-hmm. affectionately called Yella. Yeah. Uh, it pretty much uh, your complexion, blue eyes, and it looked like he could be the Marlboro Man. Tall, like bitches <laughs> used to melt, you know, like an Arizona sun in this motherfucker's presence. I ain't never really had no problem with my eyes, man. I, right. I, I, light skin, whatever. The uh, lady, yeah, that's what I'm not. I, I, know you would, I, no, I'm I, knew, I know you wouldn't have a problem with it. No, I'm saying, what's it like as far as with the ladies? Wasn't that like a, what? Uh, to me, on the East Coast, a brother with blue eyes was shocking all. Like, they that always was, told me that all I had to do was bat my eyes. 
That's what other niggas would say. Like you don't that's even the way have it seems, to work from an outside perspective. That's the way yeah, it seems like, like it you would wouldn't be. even have to work. You know, yeah. But, uh, just show them the eyes. You know, especially because they're real. They'd be like, take those out. Be like, yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch. These are mine. Bitch, these, these are, are mine. mine. Okay, it's I don't funny because they had they always oh your eyes and I'm telling them they for sale. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can go get them right down there. Blunt or paper. Uh, paper. Good. You're, that's true West Coast. Yeah. Do we feel like Snoop Dogg is sold out a little bit? Because he was all paper, and now he's all blunt, it seems like. I just... Uh, Somebody called him out on One of the other rappers called him out on it for not smoking papers anymore, because he has a famous line in one of his original songs, like... Uh, about zigzags and not uh-huh. smoking blunts. Because uh-huh. at the time, and maybe this was an East Coast, West Coast thing. I never considered it till just now. And, and at the was. time, blunts was a huge uh, East thing, Coast East thing. Coast. Yeah. And his Phillies. his saying, nah, we smoke zigzags mm-hmm. over here, was mm-hmm. a huge... Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's why they gave him a hard time on it. Because it was like a huge West Coast stamp when he did it. And maybe people were a little disappointed that he didn't stick to I think it. That, I, uh, I think that the blunt situation was you could get more weed in it. It wasn't about that. It burned it was slow. Blunt, Definitely you know, it burned and, slow. And, and, you, and, and you know, they, we got blunts that aren't tobacco anymore. Well, we got a is, bunch of different things out what here. Happened, what happened was, was that when you was fucking with Phillies, that, though, that was tobacco. You know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. actually getting addicted. The paper has exactly. been soaked in tobacco. When I got off blunts, it was a step. It, yeah, was, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. getting off cigarettes, but it was a move yeah. getting away from blunts because... Uh, and I have my friends tell me I don't get high unless I smoke a blunt, and they don't they don't realize that the part you're enjoying is more the tobacco, the than, tobacco the weed. than the weed. Or exactly. you like you like the combination because the tobacco is a bit of a stimulant. If you, if weed knocks you out, a blunt will kind of keep you going. I've, I've, people that smoke joints or got high, they've often followed up with a cigarette to kind of keep the buzz boy. going. People tell me you keep the buzz going with a cigarette. I got a homeboy. That's why I started smoking cigarettes. I was in high school and got kicked out of high school for. Uh, I didn't get kicked out for this, but I got I got suspended, mm-hmm. and um. We had a section where the stoners would be at, and they smoked weed all day long. Yeah. And then, but when the niggas was going out there to smoke the weed, now here comes security, and now they wasn't allowed. Of course. So we get kicked out of school for a week or whatever. And then, you said, uh, what, what did you say the first? You said the stoners were out stoners, there. Stoners, yeah. You meant the white folks. The white folks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out here, it was the stoners. You can be completely honest in the yeah, room with me. Yeah, I'm wide open yeah. as far as race. Yeah. I'm willing to tell you anything and hear anything. The so white I'm, folks was allowed to smoke whatever they wanted to smoke, but then when the niggas went out there, it, course, was, it, was it was a problem. problem oh, right. Sure, so sure, sure. we get kicked out. I come back to school. And this was at South Mountain High School. I come back to school, and one of the stoners walked up to me and said, they won't trip on you if you're smoking a cigarette. Mm. And I was like, I ain't nobody smoking no cigarette. And he was like, my nigga, this cigarette will get you as high as that weed. Mm-hmm. And I smoked a menthol. And sure enough, man, my head was spinning, and it was higher than weed. Yeah. And, I, oh, and yeah. I'm still chasing that right now. You can't I'm, get it. Can't you still get smoke it cigs? All day. God bless my cousin Rollo. He tried to get me to smoke Newports, and he tried to get me to snuff Copenhagen. Oh, shit. And both of them fucked me up. Yeah. I was like, I'm not. I waited a few years, and weed yeah. came around. I said, yeah, I like this. Yeah. This is for me. Yeah. Like, I don't. My mama, I tell my mama, all the bad shit I do started from you, from cussing to smoking cigarettes. Probably. Because my mama used to be in this den. We had this big-ass uh, 1980. It was like a 7980 LTD, Ford LTD. Nice. Big my grandparents nice had car. one. My grandparents had one. It was a nice car, too. And uh, my mama used to smoke her ass off, man. And we, uh, the kids would be in the car with her. And she would she would have the windows up. Well, nothing wrong with it back then. Smoking Let's like be clear. Don't judge. Times were different. I got left in the car. My mm-hmm. brother's car was like mm-hmm. an ashtray. I'd mm-hmm. sit up in there while he was smoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's different times. It was You'd be like, times. Mama, can you just crack the window? And when you say that, she would... <laughs> And crack it like mm-hmm. th- never mind. Roll it back up. I'm still smoking with you. You see, bro. you see people uh, smoking in their car, and they like 
and, and unless they dragging it, they're like holding the cigarette out the window and all that nonsense. There was I want to let everybody know. Windows not up. one motherfucker did that in the nineties, eighties, or seventies. Windows beyond. up, comfortable uh, smoking like it wasn't shit. My, my my homie Rollo didn't have a choice. His grandmother used to let, let him start his cigarette her cigarettes. Oh for, wow! Yeah, so he didn't have a chance. <laughs> and I mean early. I mean early before the laws. You know, back in, back when I was a youngster, she could get him to go to the uh, store, shit. like run in and get me a pack of cigarettes. And, right. and every, so my mama used to send me. I got it in one of my songs. Uh, my mom would send me down there to get her a Pepsi and a pack of uh, Salem One Hundreds mm-hmm. with a note. Not cools. Oh, she sent a note with with you. a note. Yeah, these are for yeah, me. Let yeah. him have. Please them. sell my son. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wop. Yeah, not cools. I smoke cools from uh, my mama. Smoked Benson, Benson and Hedges. We used to call them bitches and hoes. Bitches and hoes. And then okay. she graduated to Salem One Hundreds, and uh, I started out with GPC. Mm-hmm. They was like ninety nine cents a whole pack. And okay. then, uh, one of the OGs, rest in peace, OG Tech Nine, he was like, uh, uh, being around him, you if you bummed a cigarette from him, he smoked cools, okay. and he used to always say. I'd be like, oh, gee, you got a cigarette? He'd be like, oh, you know I got one of them cooler than the neck of Eskimo. <laughs> and, that just, and that just stuck with me. People and, used and to have I a lot of flavor. Shit. Yeah, oh, man. People used to have character and a lot of flavor character back in the day. Character is what it is. Yeah, character yeah, yeah. is what it is. And like, they weren't making any money. They weren't getting any social media likes. They weren't getting, other than a laugh, you get a laugh, or, or I'm sure you got dates with that demeanor. Now, my but, nigga that I'm talking about, rest in peace, man, he actually, uh, he was a hood nigga. Don't get me wrong. This this nigga was hood. Okay. And uh, But... He actually worked with Cool G Rap, man, back in the 90s. Him, Nutmeg. Okay. Um, I could give you some Arizona history when it comes to this rap shit. That's incredible. Uh, I know, like, yeah. like Richmond, a lot of it, I believe, is below ground. Like, you have to okay. know somebody to know the story. Like, you said, like you're telling me now, like, right. you'd have to know that person or right. know somebody that knows him to have heard that story. Right. That story's not anywhere being told. No one, you know, uh, and I think that's the way a lot of Richmond's hip-hop history is, and that's I think that's the way a lot of Arizona's Because that was is. my homeboy, I was around a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd go pick Tech Nine up, you know, mm-hmm. and and hang out with cousin, and we would we would he was doing the shit, you know, right, right, right. Soul Sauce Records back in the day. So wow, I, yeah. wow. Well, I all that is a great influence, and it gets you a head start that you don't really realize you're getting if yeah. you're going to do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, going back, it's always been in me. I've always loved to be around this shit, man. So whether I was doing it or just being around it. I was born to very old, um, not very old, but my father was 40 when he had me, which in 1970 okay. was a bigger deal. My mom was uh, 35. So I was raised to an older Christian family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hip-hop to, in my generation was a new thing, so I didn't have an older brother. My older brother was into classic rock and, and okay. Trans Ams, Pontiacs. We'll okay. get into muscle okay. cars in yeah. a minute. We'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. And... Uh, and so that's what oftentimes I hear these stories and I'm not jealous, but it is it's sweet when you hear about the older brother or the sister or the uncle that 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 turned somebody on the hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with women. My father was married a long time. My brother was uh, got married at a young age with women and music. I had to pretty much learn it all on right, right here right. on the mm-hmm. forehead by running into things, mm-hmm. you know. So, but, you know, enough respect to that. It's mm-hmm. Everybody's journey and mission is different. And I want right. everybody to realize that. Like, when we're sitting here talking to you today, we're going to hear stories about how you got into this and what you did that, why you did it. You can't repeat somebody else's journey. You, you got to find your own door, your own way in, because it's it's going to be different and has been different for everybody. Now, in 2006, you got started. That was like, uh, but you also mentioned Arizona was a little behind. That was the time when Napster and all that nonsense had, had, oh, had died. And um, yeah. 
blogs and mixtapes and blogs were king. Right. If I go back to that time, right. music. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. I didn't know till somebody right. turned me on. But then when you get turned on to it, it was a world of music being talked about and traded and given, shared. After Napster, the blogs were sharing right. the music. Right. And mixtapes because of Fifty Cent. And because of Dipset and because of DJ Drama. And I'm sure there's names from the West Coast of the mixtape era that mm -hmm. was real heavy that mm -hmm. I I'm not aware of because mm -hmm. I was living in the East Coast. But the mixtape era was real big. Then after that, uh, it was MySpace and Facebook and then YouTube. And so what I'm I long winded to say is your career spanned a huge transition in not only hip hop, but music in general. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it seems so easy. We all know exactly where to go, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, streaming sites, Spotify, Tidal. We all know where to go to find music, and we all know when it drops and when it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, back then, during mm -hmm. that, you know, the record labels were scrambling, artists were scrambling. Everybody was scrambling back then because it, it, the, everything was, was, it was mixed changing. up. It was right? Changing. It was changing. It was yeah. in transition. And, I mean, when those names I just gave you, that was only the course over, like, five or ten years where right. everything went through those transitions. Right. And uh, CDs went out. Stores started falling off. And um, and people thought music was going to be over forever and all that. Right. So I, I'm just saying all that to commend you, that to have a career that went through that time in music, and maybe it didn't affect you as much being you were independent and a bit underground. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you said you were you early you were printing your own CDs mm -hmm. and, and not only for you but it was probably a source of hustle income for mm -hmm. the other rappers because mm -hmm. I've often said it's easier to make money servicing rappers than to be a rapper. Oh my much goodness! Easier. Oh my goodness! Because it's always new ones. Yeah. And and as artists, we have a no matter how successful you are, you aren't. It's always a limited amount of time because right. you know we're all getting older. Right. And I I admire you because. As you went through life, and maybe it's because your life was a little established when you started being mm -hmm. an artist. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't eighteen, sixteen. Right. You you had, you were already buying houses and right. stuff. So right. Right. Uh, to me, Wrong that's to me that's incredible that that you just went through all those changes in music and hip hop and managed to persevere. Uh, which is, I don't know if people understand how hard that is. Um, One of my big things about my push is is that um, I didn't invent anything. I just followed the blueprint. Right. And so there's a blueprint out there. And you and, did it well. That's key. Thank you. And and uh, I know that um, no matter how many views you're trying to get, no matter how, no matter how many likes you're trying to get in the number game and all that good shit, nothing beats hitting the street with your product. No. Nothing beats it. And that's 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 some too short shit. And I think it's hard for the younger people to realize that because they believe everything can be done on social media mm -mm, at the flick mm -mm. of your phone. To a and, certain extent. Well, to a certain extent. But this is my theory. Back in the day there was a it was uh it was all about action. Back in back not in our day, back in, in time, if you go a few years back, I'm not <laughs> saying we're so related in age, but I'm saying if you go back in time if someone talked a lot and never had action, they were thought of as bullshit. Right. Correct? Do you right. agree? Right. So the people who were really moving and shaking were about action to the point where some people said, you know, I don't even talk about shit. I'm just about action. Right. So action was the main thing. People that talked too much without action were clowned or looked at as not uh, official. Well, nowadays, you don't just have action and talking. I believe you have action, talking, and then everything that happens online, mm -hmm. social media, the internet. Mm -hmm. I believe whatever you do online is not as real as really oh, talking. Oh, you got to know that that's, that's not real life. And then, and then really, then whatever you're really talking about, that's not really real if you're not acting on it. 
Right. So to me, it's kind of a a, de- a de-evolution. Right. Because and nowadays the problem is we knew that the motherfucker that was just talking was just a talker, and that's what he was going to do. Right. Right. But nowadays people are under the illusion that social media is action. Right. When really it's less than just talking. It's less than just but talking. But it's an illusion. Exactly. It's easy. You, you 100%. It's easy to see or feel like you're really doing things. You mm-hmm. pose, people mm-hmm. get likes. And any promoter knows this to be true because you cannot effectively, effectively, I believe, promote a party or an event just by social media. I'm a firm believer you still have to have real posters, real flyers. You have to, like you said, kiss babies, shake, hands, shake hands, and get man. out there with you the people. To. As a promoter, especially as an artist as well, because... I mean, uh, we have more ways to validate people than ever, and somehow people are less official than ever, right. in my mind. Right. And I could be just an old biased man. No, I think you know. you're 100% right. I remember being sent outside to play. and Like you said, home. some people couldn't even hang out on Buckeye. Don't come home until the sun go down. Like, I don't, don't come home. See you. Right. Don't, come, don't home. come home. We, we, we uh, <laughs> don't be running in and out of my house. Right. It's either in or out. So we didn't have... Um, the the little handheld shits that kids have and all that to to be able to stay in the house so we had to go play Mm -hmm. we had to go drink water out the water hose yeah you know what i'm saying because you was not finna run in and out of my mama's house Mm -mm. so now we got it to where when my son was growing up in the in the he was born in 94 i bought him everything i never had he had all the handhelds it's easy to do you couldn't send that nigga to go outside and play go do what no no interest in it yeah go do huh yeah so you know it's it's just a different time and date man these kids is okay with staying in the house like it's okay they never leave their computer screen and so that goes for the artists that goes for the producers that goes for whoever is in this game and god bless them because i think if you're in that mindset it's easy to believe that, that you didn't made that it. that's all that's everything that's <laughs> you everything, made right? it you know what it's i'm saying i got a, i got I, I go on live and i got fifty seven thousand followers nigga, so right. them niggas don't know you they, they you in my city and i'll never see you, you and know i tell saying? artists i also tell artists that um you know if someone gives you a compliment that's one thing mm-hmm. if someone happens to be at your show that's another thing mm-hmm. a real fan is going to make sure they're at your show mm-hmm. and they're going to buy something they go yeah, buy I'm the right. ticket and they go buy something at the show yeah, I'm right. a shirt and a everybody hat, else something. is just a casual fan or they're a friend or a family mm-hmm. member a fan of you is going to respond differently than you know and because that's what i mean by social media it's easy to be a casual fan yo i like your post oh man this shit's great I, hey I, you might even write a little comment keep doing this shit bro but if you're not going to buy merchandise or if you're not going to stream or download or, or purchase the project, then you're just a casual observer. Right. And you're not the type of fan that that person can build a career around. Right. Because it takes right. real fans to build right. a career. My problem in Arizona with that was was that um, I come from I come from a hood. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I represent cripping and gangbanging or whatever that yeah. is. And so I came from that. And so then when it came to doing music, it was like, Oh, the South Side niggas can't fuck with this nigga because he's from the West Side. Mm-hmm. Or Arizona is very sectioned off. Mm-hmm. Very. When I was, and they give you a lot of highway to skip some sections. Yes, the highway is very easily. You active. don't have to go through certain sections right. at all. That's what but I mean, it's yeah. very sectioned off when it comes to this this uh, this hip hop thing. Um, it's starting to change. I see it changing. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of uh, South Side cats that come and fuck with me at my studio, but then I'll hear from them. That they homeboys be like, you fuck with that nigga? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is about me. Like, 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 are you hearing that I'm knocking niggas down or something? Like, like, what are you hearing about me that makes it so fucking hard for you to back what I'm doing? Right. Or even just say, 
damn, that nigga doing it. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Like, that's why I had to get up and get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you something, man. In, in the early Yogue Westwood days, my name is Big Yogi. Okay. Okay? Yogue Westwood came because the Yogue just got cut from Yogi. Mm -hmm. Westwood was because I let a shot off in the club one night, and they started calling me Eastwood. <laughs> okay. Clint Eastwood. Right, 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 right. So... Now, I didn't, I'm not from the east side, I'm from the west side, so it went to Yog Westwood, and that's how that came about. Gotcha. But um, I just lost my train of thought of what I was going somewhere totally different with that, and I lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, it's, it'll it's, come back, don't worry yeah, about it, it'll yeah, come back. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me, yeah. let me get it back like this. What do you, yeah. what do you like more looking back? Um, is it, a, is it a, is it even a, Competition between, say, producing and engineering in the background and being behind the scenes and getting credit in a different way, or being an artist and being, you know, I mean, it, being invited to the wedding is hard to compare. Maybe you might not have made it there just as an engineer or producer, but are you as fulfilled being a producer engineer as an artist? Uh, are you tired of being an artist and want to go back to being a producer engineer? I, How? Do, what's your thoughts on I that? I love being an artist. I love performing. I love debuting something that I made from nothing. Mm, I know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's something that you made from nothing, man. And, and I love debuting it. And I love the love that I get back. Um, you know, it, uh, it, it, again, I'm 44 years old now and, uh, I ain't lost it. No, not at all. But it's time to boss up. Understood. It's time to boss up and, and start taking, look, man, I've learned so much and I know so much that I can give it to somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's but don't, what but I don't give do. it for free. Never that. As a part, you, as, can't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't come in my studio for free. Right. Like, so why would you be dropping gems and jewels, the things that you had that, honestly worked hard for and that, paid for and paid for and paid for. blood, sweat, and that's tears, the, and cash money, cash money, cash money, really, real cash, cash official money. federal notes. Everything else is. I'm such a get up and go. Like my mama knew that I was not finna just sit in the house. My my wife knows that I'm not getting ready to sit on the couch all day long and hug and kiss and watch TV. Right. That's not what I do. Sure. So at the end of the day, I'm a get up and go type nigga. I get something in my head. I need to do this. I'm gonna go do it. And if I tell you I'm gonna do it, it's gonna get done. I'm not gonna promise you something that I can't fulfill. You know. So. Um, the the engineering part of it, it all gives me the same satisfaction from being an artist to an engineer because, again, it's always debuting something from nothing. Mm -hmm. So a nigga comes to me, and I always get this. Yo, that's exactly how I pictured it to sound. Mm, that's a compliment. Boom. Yeah, that's Boom. a big thing. There, now there's fireworks going off in my head because nigga dig that. Mm -hmm. That's what... That's what I love. Mm -hmm. So you get it both ways. That's what You've I love. You've had a lot of great collabs. Some of the names I recognize, and I want to talk about some I recognize and some I didn't. Some of the bigger names like J.O. Felony and mm -hmm. Glasses Malone, uh, mm -hmm. E-40 even. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go about this in hip-hop. Were they more paid arrangements or, they, or were they built on relationships that you fostered? J.O. Felony, um, I actually brought him out here for a show. Um, mm. I was, I, okay. this was, shit, 2000, I can't even remember what year it was. It was early 2000, not early. But. Salute to J.O. and everybody that da Def Jam fuck, fucked up J.O. was funny, man, because, uh, well, you know, this nigga is, uh, <laughs> no, not that he's fucked now. up, fucked up then. I'm sure he's doing fine now, but they kind of mishandled his project oh, when he was on Def Jam. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But J.O., it was, it, that nigga was so wild when he came, Ooh, excuse me, he was so wild because the moment he got off the plane and got here, he's looking for he wants to smoke. This nigga wants yeah. the hose. He yeah. wants this and everything. And that. And I want the whole wrapper package, right? And we right. did it for him. We right. we we fucked around. And there I remember go. having to tell him. I remember telling him, 
I got that for you, but after the show, <laughs> you got to get the show I need, done. I need this, I need, yeah, after the show, yeah, right? Got we got to make sure the show is going to get done. Yeah, right, right, so right, right. he, but but he had a good time, man. It good. was it was it good. was a good time with Jo. Yeah, and he came in. Um, so we brought him and did the show, and we all got paid from this motherfucker. Like he sure. was he was cracking mm-hmm. when this shit happened. Mm-hmm. So we all got paid off this motherfucker, and he was just like, "Let's go to the studio." Well, I I got a studio back then, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, nigga, let's go. And he sat there, and then I even made him more money. And I think two other niggas got a feature from J.O. that same night, but never put it out. Right. I've never heard them songs. But you got him that work. I got him that work. So you got him that money. I got him and that so work. That's he, the left, way, he left with a bag. That's the way you formulate a relationship. Yeah, he left with a no bag. Doubt. Now it's it's any any time I ever... Then I'm shooting a video years later, uh, the Way West video, mm-hmm. and he's in that video. And this mm-hmm. was years, years later. Um, I was at a club in California. Um, I was doing a Big to the Boy. Shout out to my nigga Big to the Boy, Compton. Uh... I was doing a show. It was his birthday party, and he rented. I can't think of the name of this club, but when I tell you, it was the dopest club ever with the lights and the background and the big screen mm-hmm. on the stage, and yeah. you know all that good shit. Sounds um, like uh, never mind. Sounds like one I worked at in Phoenix. No, this was in oh, Cali. Okay, this cool, was in cool, Cali. Cool, cool. But uh, <laughs> I get there, and uh, and uh, Jo was there for Big to the Boy's birthday, and uh, I got him on camera and shot him, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I remember." Da, 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 da. So yeah, yeah, you know, relationships are formed, and th- this is the thing: is what I learned is. No matter who I dealt with, everyone's trying to eat. Right. Everybody's trying to eat, and and that's another Phoenix problem. Nobody wants to pay the. Nobody next Nobody wants nigga. to put out some put out some food for. Nobody somebody. wants to pay the next nigga, and if ah, you, you're a, you're a, you're a local artist, and you you charge and nigga, yeah, nigga, you don't think that Atlanta's charging Atlanta, right? You don't think Cali's charging Cali. Right. You don't think New York is charging? If we're never gonna pay each other, we're never. Nobody's never ever gonna, gonna be able to make eat. any money. And eat. You're never right. gonna eat. And That's if I could, if I could respect, if the rapper can respect the producer, the producer can respect the rapper, and both of them can respect the engineer, and all three of them can respect the promoter. Before long, you have a you, you have a process you a that circuit. works. Yeah, you got before a long, you have a process, that and now works, we're right? all eating, my nigga. That's a gem. That's a jewel. Uh, I wanted two more collabs to talk about quickly. Then we'll mm-hmm. get to what's going on now and new. Um, a gentleman named Mitchell. Do you even remember Mitchell? Mitchell, Mitchell, white little white guy. Yes, out of Scotland. Uh, okay, he sounded. He, I give it to you. He sounded yeah, not Scotland. American. I shit it on his shit. I shit it on that damn. How did you? Record. How did you come? Uh, that one stuck out. But how did you uh, come across <laughs> Mitchell? Did he pay Tell you? Me, I hope of for course. The, yeah, okay, of okay. course, of course. Okay. He got at me. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's from okay. Scotland. He wanted uh, some authentic West Coast in Scotland, and that's that's what he got. Isn't that something? That's what All he right, got. well, that's that. Mm-hmm. One last question about collabs. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be tricky. The original Playboy. I don't fuck with him. You did a song with him. Way before we Way before all that happened. No, 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 no. And guess what? And he shout, paid me. Shout to Wes Crave. I know uh, when I first met Wes Crave, uh, he was doing a show and throwing out weed with Playboy at Creepsville. That's my only experience. I'm going to tell you this about Playboy, man. Let me let me kind of back up. I kind of just shot him down like that, man. Uh, it's easy to do because that's the... I kind of shot him that's down the and that was wrong predominantly opinion. That was wrong to do the way down. that I did that because I am on a song with Cuz. Um... Playboy, when he came around, he genuinely, I felt, was genuinely trying to fuck with me. And we got into some things. Um, there, there's some history there on a, on a video that I did that he said that he had paid for and all this shit. Uh, so and, y'all had a then, little something. So I had to leave a him alone because he's taking credit for something that he didn't do. Okay. I don't I don't want to fight you. I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's not that. I I'm not mad at you. I'm just you. not going to fuck with you. Right. Yeah, so. You. He kind of he kind of you know got himself back and 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 whatever. But the 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 thing about me and Playboy was was that he got at me and and I charged him for a verse. We did the verse, we did the song, he put it out. 
bomb ass song. Mm -hmm. And then there was really no other dealings with him. Okay. You know, I'd see him here and there, whatever. Next thing you know, he had a whole new mixtape out. Now, the thing <laughs> is, is that the thing is, is that I don't deal with business with him. So right. I don't know nothing about his business. I don't right. know nothing about him. And no doing matter what, what he's, he's doing, doing in the streets, it has nothing to do with that. me. It had right. nothing to do with me. So it's strictly artist relationship. I think everybody understands that. And nigga. I'm not coming at you. I'm just asking your thoughts. I'm not now coming at you a certain shit, way. Now right. some street shit. That's, a, that's totally wrong. That's totally wrong, right? Just to be clear, that's what wrong. Is? What he did on the tape. I mean, I've never been in that situation, but when I, if I ever get in that situation, I want to know the hey right man. thing to do. And from what I hear and from what I saw, that hey seemed like the wrong thing to do. You asked me a while back, is how 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 is the hood different from the '90s to now? Right. That's that's, how. that's different. Yeah, that's, I, how. that's different. Niggas yeah, wasn't doing that shit no, like that. It was. I know. It was, I know. It was consequences. I knew enough, and I was involved in enough illegal business to know that there was codes, and codes have changed. Codes are different nowadays. Um, real quick, so I can get we can get to the new stuff. I don't want to miss out on that. Mm -hmm. But I must ask: Have you had any rap beef? Not street beef, not business, personal shit. I'm just strictly rap beef. I don't like you. I don't like your style. You stole my song, whatever. Rap beef. Have you ever had I am quite sure, beef? just like some street shit. Or is it a low murmur of it that you're probably not even aware of? That's uh, the thing. Yeah. Because that, nobody brings it to you. That's the thing. I hear stories that I'm an asshole. Nobody usually tells. Only my good friends tell me up front. That's the same thing that I'm saying about folks that come to my studio. And I'm going to put Crondo out there. Okay. Crondo, they, they, uh, I did a lot of music for them while they were in transition <clears throat> from studio to studio. And uh, shout out to Crondo. Shout out to our Black Fathers Committee. Shout out to Rich Grand. Um, okay. Anyways. Rich Grand did the verses, right? That, that's Man, Rich Grand. That was a beautiful we, I want to talk about that, that too, but okay, we'll we, we uh, get to it. So, uh, Crondo came in, and uh, I would say about the fourth. So, they came on Sundays to the studio, and on Sundays, I do this thing called No Side Sundays. That means bring some meat, and we're going to throw it on the grill. And, I see that on the. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for my invite. Yeah, I've been you're waiting for invited my, all the time. Just come whatever Sunday. Just come. Bring, bring some meat, bring, bring, bring a little a meat. Slab of ribs okay. And, you know, so anyway, now that uh, I'm invited, I'm coming. I'm popping yeah, up tomorrow. Invited. But yeah, you've okay. been invited. Right, you've been cool, invited. Cool. Okay, so, okay, cool. Crondo came up in there one time, and we was in there clowning and shit. And that nigga told me straight up, he was like, "Bro, when I first met you, I didn't like you, man." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What the fuck does that? Why would you say that, my know. nigga? Like, what did I do to you?" I had a waitress in a diner tell me that. But I go don't ahead, like yeah, you. yeah, it's weird. It's so weird when somebody he just says said that. that the way I carried myself, like he said, "Bro, you used to walk into the into the clubs and shit like Confident. nigga, you was that nigga." And I don't feel like that's a wrong thing to do. Um, but, but you're going to affect people rub, a certain. It, it, it affects people niggas, a certain way. It does sure. rub niggas. Sure. And I and I took what Crondo said, and yeah. it, and we was being funny. He wasn't trying to be. That's my homeboy. Right. But he wasn't. He he just told me the truth about how he felt about me. That's probably the only nigga that has ever come to me and been like, "Nigga, I don't like you," or "I didn't like you." Right. Or, right. You know, when it comes to this kept it hundred shit. Yeah. Kept it one thousand. Right. And and like I said, man, if it's niggas out there that don't fuck with me. They either just don't fuck with me and just keep their mouth shut about it, or they telling somebody else and it's not getting to me. Right. And I could give two shits. It I doesn't matter. That doesn't you, affect me at what all. What you eat does yeah. not make me right. shit. My and the way I've so. always felt, if you have a problem with me and you, you for whatever reason, you're not man enough, you don't like confrontation, you were raised without a father and don't know how to handle situations <laughs> like this, I... I um, Real I, I don't think it's important enough for me to think about. If it's not at important all. enough for you to talk to me about, at it's all. not important enough for me to think about. Exactly. And if somebody forces me to think about it, I kind of get mad. Like, I, that's just not no big deal. Right. Why don't we see more or any East Coast Crips? 
Why is oh, it always shit. why is it always bloods? Is that, well, is that just my interpretation? Right it seems is, like more and more it's it, when people are doing like kind of weird gang stuff with the celebrities or with little white guys and wherever they're at doing it and uh and and believe you me, I'm a comedian. I generalize. I know there's a white guy out there, Crippin' and Blood and <laughs> official. He's got all his surrounding homies full credit, mm-hmm. and he he's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people faking the cause, Look, and man, some of them are celebrities. But it seems to me they're often uh, faking as a blood. I don't see East Coast Crips the same way we see East Coast Bloods. The the celebrityism is what has. First of all, I don't even follow that shit. First off, I'm gonna put that out there. Yeah. I don't I don't be looking at who's Crippin' and who's blood and i'm so past that right um but um i will say that god bless i'm glad already yeah i I, I survived it so i'm good you know if you survived the 90s and the early 2000s my nigga you you got a blessing and you got something to thank god for so i i i survived it so but anyways when it comes back when it goes to to you know music and 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 celebrities really push the wave of what's going to happen in mm-hmm. clothing, sure. sound, gangbang. Porn and celebrities. I think a lot of stuff comes through from porn. <laughs> but yeah, along, but, but uh, along with gangbang. Yeah, no, definitely. So you got to remember, you got to remember, all of a sudden, Little Wayne and them was Crips, and they all of a sudden they bloods. They and switched. then here comes, uh, what's that little young thug? He's a blood. Everybody's a fucking blood now. Right. And so that's the wave. Soldier Boy. It's just the way. Chris and, Brown. And he almost got his life took trying to. On camera. On camera. Smiling and joking. Now, to me, I'm a 50 year old guy that's managed to live this long in hip hop. And I can't understand the mindset when he was. I know the video you're talking about. <laughs> when he was standing, obviously, he thought his celebrity reigned supreme. Was going to. Because he was take standing beside that. that man laughing and, you know, I won't use the word. Some might say. Cooning a bit cooning for the like camera, a you right? Damn right. Cooning for gangbanging, for which gang is which banging. is an interesting concept Crazy. that I don't think anybody ever imagined. Crazy. But here we are, right? Yeah, yeah. Laughing, almost dancing and smiling, and everybody on that camera on that video can see that the man, the gentleman standing next to you, is about to get you. Is not. He, he is not on the same page. He zoomed in, and on you're you. right next to him, and you can't even pick up on that. That was just blind, right it there. It just shows you well, how I don't want to waste. Really yeah, is. I don't want to waste any time talking about fools. Didn't you say you had they another Bud Light in there? I do. I got several. Man, let me get another one. You got me talking now. Give me one of them true berries. If it won't for the other shows, we could stay here all day. The time's flying fast, (laughs) and I want to make sure we get it all in. Uh, This is great talk. Thank you again. Yogue Westwood, five times West Coast Artist of the Year. I'm going to skip over that, and we just go acknowledge that. We don't need to talk about that. We got five-time West Coast Hip Hop Artist of the Year. Lay it out. Lay it all out. We got Video of the Year AZMT Awards. We got Engineer of the Year AZMT Awards. Yeah, Kid K. Um, And it's another one I got that I can't think of that's not either from either one of them. But I, I, my mantle is is got some trophies on there. Man, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm yeah, glad because you deserve it. You bless. know, people that operate in the independent underground circuit don't always get that kind of recognition. So I'm so happy you you did get that. Bless. Let's talk about the versus battle, which I would just say congratulations to you, Wax, and Rich Grand, everybody Blaze that was involved. To me, that was a huge look for Arizona hip hop. They did it in a way that was uh, comparable 
to the real to the actual verses, mm-hmm. which I thought and uh, good, good shout out to the Hive, the pick the Hive exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's the name mm-hmm. of the app, mm-hmm. and um and you and Wax uh, put on a great show. I think you guys were a great choice for the first one. I hope they're gonna have another one. It's been announced. I don't know the details, but I hope it's coming. Rich Grand, let us know, please. Rich Grand, come in and talk about it. We'd be happy to come and talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the versus battles, most of them. I loved watching the one with you and uh, you and Wax, and I think it was so well done. A big look for AZ. Shout to Rich Grant. I said all that. Let's talk about your relationship with Wax. I know that you guys have done some music together, and the way y'all did the verses was very much like... Um, as an artist, I could appreciate <laughs> that you knew each other for a while to the point where you could joke with each other. Fucking wax, but man. you won't. But but you're not exactly great friends. Like there's enough room for a little jab here and there mm-hmm. on some artist shit, not mm-hmm. personal, but on some artist shit. That's the way it appeared to me. Is that true? Is no, that, I, I think that's a hundred percent true. Um, it really I've, came across, which I think added to the battle y'all's I, relationship. And, okay, so the battle came about and. I've n- I, in the beginning, I didn't I didn't go at this as I got to beat this nigga. The more the jabs came, the more it became. I got to beat this nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's talking shit. He talking about I got one fan. I think that energy was apparent. You know, I think it was. It was got, playful, but it was it was it was but good. It was real. It, but was, it was real. Yeah, that's why it, made, it was it made it good. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna go back with Wax, man. Wax, uh, I have the utmost respect for that cat, and I'm I'm explain why because. Wax, the first time I met Wax, I was working on my second album, and I heard of him. And Wax, you got to understand, has been everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's another me. That's, nigga, that's what I picked up on. I and now before the verses, I was totally unaware. No, in right. the industry is because of Wax. Okay. So, um, I I uh, the first time I I met Wax was in my neighborhood. He pulled up to my neighborhood. We was having a uh, we used to have these things called First Fridays over there. And he could uh, stay. So it was so you knew he was official. He didn't. No, see that's oh, where uh-oh. that's where I got okay. fucked up. At. Okay. I'm okay. the one that I'm the one that calmed the hood down on him because he's there and he's shooting a video in my neighborhood and mm. niggas is pressing him. He's not from there. He's not from there. He's from the south side. Again, that's something that me as a civilian and an understander of hip hop, I would just not do. But go ahead. But wax is wax, and wax is, <laughs> and I, and I, I okay. support him because of what he did. Like to me, that was some real nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Like he pulled up, had his cameraman, he had he had a video shoot he was shooting on, and they started pressing him. And then here I came, not knowing who he is, and I I calmed the shit down. He, he's good. He's all right. He's all right. That night, me and Wax went to the studio and made a song. Did you know who he was? I knew of him. Or you heard his music him. or whatever. I'd but never you didn't met know him, him before. Yeah, okay. I'd never met him that before. Makes that makes sense. So that night, me and Wax went to the studio. We made a song. We ended up doing a video for it. It ended up on my album. It's a dope-ass song, Live My Life. Uh, so we, later on, and this is how I got introduced to the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. Mm-hmm. Now my album is done. After this, me and Wax is fucking with each other. So my album is done, and Wax's album is done. And I think it was called No Local Support. And... uh. No, matter of fact, it was Bricks and Elbows, Volume 2 or some shit. So anyways, he's got his shit together, and this nigga's on his way out to California for the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. So he calls me, and he was like, bro, I want you to go out here with me. Let's spend two weeks out here in California, go rent us a B&B, and chill. He was like, I need you to get your music together, your albums, nigga, let's go out here and really push. Mm-hmm. So I go out there with him. We rented us an Airbnb, had a great time. But what I started realizing was that Wax had this sold up. And so this is another thing that niggas don't understand of how to play their part when it's time to play your part. Mm-hmm. So I get out there and I have 500 wrapped up CDs, posters, everything. Mm-hmm. Guess how many I gave out? 
Mm-hmm. Five. Mm. But there's a reason for that because when I got there, Wax is talking to cocaine. He talking to Spice One, mm-hmm. uh, caffeine off of uh, off of a uh, 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 menace to society. Okay. You know the nigga that did the shooting and, and got beat up. You know he's talking to these real uh, Mac Lucci. Okay. Like I'm like, damn. You know. So I played my part. This wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. I understand what you want me to do, Wax, but this is Wax's time. Wax, you're doing an album release party. This nigga's got the the Midnight Records in downtown Los Angeles holding hosting his, his that's major. He's getting an award. He's performing at the at the hip hop awards. I played my part and I stayed in my position. And when I did that, I came out there as a real nigga supporting my nigga. Not the artist, yo, look at me, look at me, look at me. Artists don't understand how to do that. When it's not your time, play your part. It doesn't mean it's never going to be your time. So anyways, you know, Wax, to Respect to you and the jewel is to like exactly what you said. It's, it's, you got to, you got to, you know, stay sometimes you got to stay in your lane and wait and wait in line. Stay in your lane. Because you could have fucked up his movement trying to push your movement, then both of y'all be fine. Now we both looking stupid. Wax, why you bring this old pushy ass nigga out here with mm-hmm. you? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do that to him. Good. So I played my position and whatever. So from there, me and Wax, uh, we ended up doing an album together and that was the most... That was the hardest thing I ever did because it's not that me and Wax don't get along. It's that we are both bullheaded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my way or it's going to be his way. Now, you got to understand. I've experienced that with somebody else. I, you got to understand that, that it was Wax did Wax did him. He didn't have nobody helping him do him. He did him. Right. Well, guess what? I did me. So now you got two niggas that's, that's, that's doing our own trying to collab uh-huh. and it's in his button heads yeah, I, I know what i'm doing i know it took us 30 days to do that album uh the situation classic album took us 30 days and i couldn't wait to get away from that nigga when, right. when it was and he couldn't wait to get away from me so um uh, you know life goes on life goes on and 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 we we get into it we argue we whatever we fight and then this shit came about the the verses right and so um when it came to that uh, Wax had been recording out of my studio a little bit lately, um, uh, a couple of months before the verses had hit. And so we had kind of, um, not that we were separated, but it was kind of more like, okay, nigga, we, we, we've grown a little bit. We know that we can, we can do better with each other than without each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we just started doing a little bit of music and then the verses thing came. Mm-hmm. And when the verses came, it was business from there on out. Mm-hmm. That nigga had me digging in the crates. Like, I mean, I was listening to music that I ain't heard from me in a long time. I had to bring the right shit. I had to make sure that I had an answer for everything he brought. It's definitely an art to it. Oh, I think people are discovering you don't just that. Get up there and you start playing music. Nah. And you can see. You see the people that do that. You can see yeah. in the verses, our verses, and I, I, I make fun of him all the time. You and your DJ wasn't ready, my nigga. Right. You was going through. I was ready. Y'all DJ John Blaze had to just. DJ John Blaze. Boom. Here we go. We on. Because. I run my studio. I know what I want this shit to sound like. Wax, you got to go to somebody to get that done. Mm. And that's where you dropped the ball yeah. because your DJ wasn't on point with time. We had to go through, like, if he if he did a, if he did played a song that night that had, a, that had a feature on it, we had to skip through the feature to get to his verse. Oh, okay. And well, that you, was you a, had your shit all lined I'm up. I'm ready. With, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. John Blaze, play this one. Yeah. I'm going to answer him with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play this one next. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I'm, 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 I'm on the fat part of your ass. That's wax, one thing people period. might miss about the verses. They think it's just playing songs. It's an art and a skill to it. There's the 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 design of what you're going to play. Like you said, like a battle rapper almost having rebuttals you. for what he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Some quick questions. Then we'll get into some of your new music you just sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
grilling meat, charcoal or gas? Oh, charcoal. Every time, without Every, a doubt. I don't fuck with Real that. grillers don't gas, right? That's what I heard. Uh, sauce or dry rub? Depends. Depends on the meat or just depends the on occasion? The meat or, or it depends on what you're doing with it. Okay. Give me an example real quick. Um, I'm trying to rub, get into learning more about grilling. You seem to have a, a, a hang of it. A, dry a rub. Going. I'm a dry rub my my ribs if I'm just going to put them on there real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm preparing it and I want my shit to kind of fall off the bone without cooking it so damn long because mm-hmm. it's all about the heat and how long you're cooking the shit. Yeah. So, but and me, I'm more tender than taste. I, it's got to be tender. Then I'll deal with the taste. But go ahead. That's when I'm gonna marinate and put something wet on it. You okay, know what I'm saying okay. Yeah. Um, does does grilled meat come with studio time over at the factory? Or not? <laughs> if I'm paying for if I paid for the hour and meat is put on the grill while I'm there, I see you. Or can maybe eat. not. Maybe not one hour. Maybe I, you got to buy a block to get some you, meat. If, you know? if I'm there grilling and and you're hungry, I'm gonna feed you. I feed I feed the dope fiends that walk through my parking God lot. God bless you. Man. Yeah, I that's, do. That's that then they came upbringing. and stole my garbage can, and I had to go over there and cuss them out. And Motherfuckers, I've been feeding y'all, and you could take my garbage. Can, can y'all leave this little area alone? <laughs> right. I'm the one that. <laughs> Gives you meat, motherfucker. I, I feed you, motherfucker. God yeah. bless you. Sons Real quick, bitches. muscle cars, and we we'll get this music. Uh, is it just Camaros? And if so, why Camaros? Um, my older brother had two Camaros that I was in love with when I was a kid, and he used to come pick me up. Mind you, I'm the youngest, right? So by the time my I was, older brother had a Camaro as well, with the big ball for the shifter, the huge like when I. Anyway, go ahead. My mm-hmm. brother had the fat 1510 KMCs on. He was low rider back yeah. in the days wow. of saw blades or the hammerheads, yeah. and had the music in it, and uh, so. But it's not just Camaros. Um, okay. I love cars. Oh, right. you I love have, cars. I have lots of cool. them. So cool. Fortunately, um, yeah, my brother, uh, my brother was more Pontiac. Okay. Uh, in which they totally fell off, and they had some rough years. But we, didn't Camaro went with who? Didn't in the late eighties, early nineties? Didn't the Camaros go through some rough years where they kind of pushed them out for the housewives or something? Uh, um, well, it was the or type it, of Camaro. Or was it just more about you got to get the IROC every time? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. didn't have the IROC, you wasn't really doing too much because they had the Berlinettas, the RS. Sure. You know, they the had the RS. You saw a lot of them. They were probably yeah. the inexpensive ones. Which you saw actually, a lot of them. which actually looked like a motherfucking uh, IROC. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? But it but just look, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, he had a his when I remember mainly he had a uh, Trans Am four fifty four four on the floor. It would have been a, a Trans Am would have been a four, not a four fifty four. Yeah, because the Pontiac they they measured them a little differently or something, right? I forget, Whatever. but that's it was Chevy the big motor. one. Yeah, it was ahead. the big one yeah, with the four ahead. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well I've got a couple more questions. We'll get to after this music. I do want to play a couple of your new songs. So let's get into Gangster Gangster. Is that cool? Gangster Gangster. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. All right, that's right. Got four or five more Blue Boys in the corner. In the corner, Blue Birds, Blue Buds. What do y'all call them? Blueberries. Blueberries. That's it. That's it. I got it now. I got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, like I said, a few more blueberries, a couple lighters, just so you remember the experience. And to be honest, if you don't want to take the red one, I understand. Man, I'm not. I'm grown. We don't trip like that, right? That motherfucker like just like the blue one. Okay. <laughs> one is for the mission. One is for Flowers. Flowers is my show on Wednesdays where I mainly focus on playing Arizona music. We played a lot of your music, especially leading up to the show. What'd you think about that meme I made real quick before we get into finish up another show? With the here? white folks? The white folks dancing to yoga. I thought it was so appropriate. Dope. I, I just get a kick out of watching white folks dance to hardcore <laughs> hip-hop music. You um, actually had it lined up pretty damn good. Well, you know, it's it's a funny thing about white folks dancing. You don't have to line it up. 
Try it when you get home. Go on YouTube and turn the music down and then go on your uh, music player and just play any just song play to any group of white folks dancing and it automatically syncs up. That's the I magic that. about how white folks they dance. they all over the place. See, y'all think, y'all, there's a method to the madness. You think that we're just dancing off beat? No, we're dancing to every beat. Mm-hmm. Every, mm-hmm. You hear that? Every beat. Mm-hmm. All right. I just came up on that. That's a good thought. I don't want to hang on to that. All right. So as we wrap up here, we're getting into the new and the now. We played your two newest songs, the ones you sent. I guess they're your two newest. I'm guessing. Uh, Gangster, yep. Gangster, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and, and On Me. And On Featuring Me. Featuring Pomona Dre. Now, with everything you've done, it sounds only right that uh, you start a label, and you told me that you're you're starting to, you're going to operate as a label now. You're going to take on other on artists. I'm you about to boss up on these niggas. Because you've got the experience, you've got connections, <clears throat> you've always been an engineer and a producer, you've always had your own studio, mm-hmm. and it seems like to me it's it's like it's the only thing else to do for you. Right. It's per, you're an award-winning artist. Right. You know, you're at a time of life where artistry becomes difficult and, and unsure. Uh, maybe it's not for you, but you maybe you've done it for a certain period of time. I believe that I could. I could. It's move, a natural evolution. Is what I could I'm move. I could move as an artist still, and just and just stay in my lane, and I'm still going to be because my fan base is there. Yeah. Um. But like I said, man, it's 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 always time to like you said, evolution is is inevitable. It's going to happen. Hopefully, yeah. for well, you. I think you either stop or you evolve. Like and a I, lot of people just stop at certain points way before you kept going. So and I, think, I don't think that you quit music. I think music quits you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, that's so a lot of truth. To I've, that I've give. I've thrown in the towel a million times, and and, and right back up. Music came shit. and got you again. Yeah, it came a and show got me. Knocked or, on my or door. Collab yeah. or something came back around. Right? Period. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, right now, I just know that um, I got a lot of artists that come through my my uh, studio that are that are fucking bomb ass artists. And you see the potential. It, I see it. I just hope they see it. Right. And um, I'm trying to. I don't offer up what I know and what I can do for you because I don't want I don't want to fail you yeah. and what I mean by that is is I don't want you to fail you under my watch right I'm not going to fail you you can you're the only one that's going to fail you fucking with me yeah because I'm real about what I'm talking about and what I'm doing so um, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of patience that's, that it's going to take it's going to take a lot of conversations with some niggas to make sure that you know they on point um, but I do feel like I have enough to where I could give you. Can I make you a? Can I make you a star? I don't know that. But I think I you. I think you. Sure could, I think you could give them the tools. I think becoming to a, become the star. I think becoming a star is is for sometimes it's it's just time, circumstance, and luck, things beyond your control. Exactly. I think you can prepare yourself and work hard, and, and I think you can forge a career even right. without stardom. Maybe right. like a lot of people do, especially on the West Coast. Right. To me, that's the tradition out here. Right. Um. So it's big things. I'm so happy you're doing it. My only question is: Are you should artists reach out to you, or are you mainly? Take, it's gonna be me picking. Are who you mainly I taking with. on the people that you experience in your studio? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is pick there any who chance of an artist who hadn't recorded at your studio to have a meeting with you and make this happen? hundred percent. But okay. this is the thing. This okay. is this is what they gotta understand is is that right now I'm putting the record label together. I'm in talks with Sony right now. Yeah. Um. I got a meeting. That's out big. And, uh, it's, it's very big. That's big. My manager who manages Yo Westwood is now the president of the, the Factory Music. Smart. Group. Got it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he's in Atlanta now, and he just signed. Uh, or got uh, uh, I forget the dude's name. Um, anyway, he's a white rapper and he's on that um, Post Malone type okay. type sound. Just three days ago, he was signed to Sony, so okay. um, they're in the studios right now. And so, I have a meeting out there 
uh, when I get there. Um, my meeting is just ready for me to get there, but okay. I got to get my shit together first. Understood. I got to get my package together before I go out there and start, you know, tooting my horn. Sure. So, <laughs> so basically, um, right now, if if an artist wants to fuck with me, they're going to be paying for services. Sure. And those services are radio play, interviews, studio time, and artist development kind of if you want to put it like that sure. right now but that will turn into being signed to the factory music group sure. if you if you which might end up being signed haul. to sony or another big name label well that's yo, the that's the goal that's the goal yo it's, goal. it's been an hour and a half due to time constraints we yes, have to sir. get out of here yes, i can't sir. thank you enough for sitting down with me this yes, is sir. exactly what i wanted the mission to be Man, appreciate and i you. think this is a great uh first episode to launch the whole thing and to give artists uh you know the opportunity to explore their mission and and you've dropped so many gems if people listen to this and listen to what you've described and explained through your career Mm -hmm. i think just today and what you've told people you've helped artists tremendously if they're willing to accept the jewel and listen i can't thank you enough for sitting with me i got some more blueberries for you thank you so much ladies and gentlemen yo westwood y'all yo yo that's it